So today's topic, my favorite topic of all time is how to start and not stop. Now, listen, I am a distance runner. I have said a lot of mean things to myself over the years during ultra races. Yes, I'm a runner, but I am not a winner. Okay. I mean, I am a winner, but I'm not a running winner. (laughs) Okay. So sometimes people hear ultra marathon and they're like, oh my God, this chick is crazy. But the thing is, is I'm really good at not stopping because I say some really awful things to myself. Right. Anybody else? Just keep going. Why are you stopping? What's happening? And this is the thing. When I really started to understand that chatter and when I really started to understand the way my brain was wired, it allowed me to have grace and love around what's happening. And so our brains, our big old noggins up here, they are designed to do three things and three things only. They are designed to seek pleasure, they are designed to avoid pain. And they are designed to conserve energy. So when you are starting a nutrition program, changing habits, talking to your coach, really changing anything, even putting your shopping cart away, right? I never want to put that thing away, but I always do one because of public shame, but also because of that meme everywhere. Like losers don't put their shopping cart away, right? Like, does everyone love putting your shopping cart away? We hate it. We hate it, but we do it. But the thing is, what I, why I love talking about this is that every time I grocery shop, I'm telling you every time I'm 45 years old, I've been grocery shopping a long time. Every time I grocery shop, my brain's like, I don't want to put this damn thing away. Every time you're going to have to coach yourself every time for the rest of your life on all the things, because you're not going to want to keep going. You're not going to ever want to put the card away. You're not ever like, I could talk about other things too, but I'm just going to stop with the shopping cart because I think that's so relatable. So your brain again is designed to seek pleasure. It is designed to avoid pain And it is designed to conserve energy, a.k.a. I don't want to put away the shopping cart. And I certainly don't want to eat all of my five fuelings or go for a walk or do all of the things that I'm supposed to do. So my, my thoughts in sharing that with you is that I want you to understand that you are never going to start something and never not stop. Because your brain is forever your foe telling you to stop. So can we just like have a moment of silence for our brains and that our brains are always going to tell us gobbledygook and just really give ourselves loves and understanding. So how to not stop? I want to ask you, what does that mean? If you're on the five in one plan, type into the chat, what do you define God, my accent, like start talking about stuffing and mac and cheese. And I'm like all of a sudden Southern again. How do you define D-E-F-I-N-E, define, have a hard time with Oz. How do you define stopping on your nutrition plan? What does that mean to you? When you see the word how to start or the, the sentence, how to start and not stop, 
What does not stopping mean to you? That's my alarm that it's time for the call. Not giving up. What does not giving up mean, Kaylee? Yeah, because I think like what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, honoring my belief, keep going when I fail. I'm just reading the chat for those of you listening on the new podcast. Um, Stopping means a lot of different things. Yeah, not going off the rails completely. Stopping to me means like literally like never making a good choice again, right? So how can we make it okay that we didn't make the best choice? Like, is it wrong of me to eat stuffing and mac and cheese at Thanksgiving? I know I feel terrible when I do it. I always do. I'm like, so this is what it feels like to overeat. I very rarely, that's not true. I did some Thai food last weekend and over and over ate. But when it happens now, as opposed to 10 years ago, I notice it so much more on what it feels like to eat emotionally or to overeat instead of just fueling my body, right? I'm checking the chat out, choking back fuelings with my end goal in mind, not beating yourself up for the last choice, but focusing on the next. Yeah. As long as you have a plan to reset, it doesn't mean Starting does not mean starting and being perfect forever. So what does stopping mean? Does it mean there's a blip or does it mean there's a mess up? I heard someone say this on a podcast. I think it was Tony Horton. And he told me, he was like, perfection is for losers, right? Perfection is literally for losers. And if I'm being honest, the type of clients that we coach on this program, there's, there's like kind of like five types. There's the type that comes in and eats the five and one and loses all their weight and they never have a mistake, right? They never mess up. And then they get to the end and they're ready for phase two. And then they start learning what it feels like to be a human and, and mess up, right? In quotations. And then there's the type who kind of bumps along the way and is okay with that. And then there's the like Enneagram ones. Those are the perfectionists who make it mean if they mess up, that they're bad, that they don't know what they're doing, that they're wasting time and money, that this is a waste of time, that they're never going to do this. Like anybody in that camp, anybody a perfectionist? I see Chris raising her hand. Yeah. And why do we do that? If our brains that boss us and allow us to breathe, if our brains are designed, they're literally sabotagers. They sabotage us. We have to get in front of our brains. We have to be in community with people like this. We have to come and fill our thoughts and minds and energy with new thoughts and belief. Otherwise, your brain is always going to tell you, don't put that shopping cart away. It's snowing. Or like, the worst, I live in Idaho, the worst is when there's snow and like they haven't like um, plowed the parking lot and you're like pushing that cart and it's like, and you're like, Lord, I got to put this thing away. (laughs) 
<laughs> I see Kaylee laughing. She lives in Northern Idaho too. It's the worst. Okay. So if our brains are designed to seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy, why are we seriously beating ourselves up when our brain just does its work? Why do we do that? And I see that you're saying that, Sarah. Yeah, the analogy of when you have one flat tire, you're not flashing, you're not slashing all three tires, right? So how do we keep going? I want to share this with you. My business coach a couple of weeks ago on her podcast, she shared this genius analogy. And I really think that it's likened to health. And so I am a 70s baby. I played the original Mario. I used to blow in the cartridges and put it in. I played the original Mario from the beginning. And I remember being like six or seven years old. And it's like, you know, and then you get to the end, level four, one, four, and you kill Bowser and you feel so proud of yourself. And then Luigi or someone comes out. I can't remember who is the toad guy. He comes out and he's like, I'm sorry, but our princess is in another castle. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? I just beat this, you know? So again, my business coach was talking about this in relation to business. And I was like, oh, this is so good for our health, right? Like you're going to get to a certain level in your health and you're going to get to the castle and they're going to tell you the princess is somewhere else. And you're going to have to go do a harder level and beat the next Bowser that's throwing everything now, like things get spikier, right? Um, and then you're going to beat that boss, beat that Bowser, and then you're going to keep coming back to the next level of you. And at every step, your brain is going to be asking you to seek pleasure and avoid pain and conserve energy. And as you're growing through each of those levels, it's very, very, very easy to just sit back and relax and stop. So my hope and love and light today is to help you really get clear on what does it mean to stop? Define what stopping means. Stopping for me doesn't mean I have a tie binge and then beat myself up. Stopping for me means choosing to not choose health more often than not. That's how I define it. I've been a health coach for 10 years. I am not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. And I'm never going to preach to you about perfection. I'm going to eat things and not make it mean that I'm a terrible human. But more often than not, I choose good choices. And so how can you keep going even when your brain's telling you you're a big fat loser. And so these are the ways, these are four tips that I believe work best. And number one is, actually there's five. Number one is your habits of health. The introduction in there where Dr. Anderson goes into your biological brain and how it was created and how 10,000 years ago, I mean, I could talk to you all day about that. Um, the Habits of Health book, the introduction, and then element one and element two, really, really being clear on what you're fighting for and why it's worth it. It is so incredibly important to 
I got a dog frenzy. It's so incredibly important to really be in touch with where you're going. And it's really, really important to have that either written somewhere or in your computer or on your notes and for you to come to it and know every day why it's worth it. Because again, your brain is going to tell you no, it's going to tell you not to do it. And so what are you going to do? You have to trigger your brain to look at those goals and understand that it's worth it. And why is it worth it? Right? Why is it worth it? And ask yourself, why is this worth me choosing a healthy choice today? Why is it? The second thing is to really adopt the mindset that perfection is for big old losers, right? Can we just leave perfection at the door? I liken perfection to you just get in the car, you you get to the end, but you're not collecting data along the way. And what we do in our aligned coaching community is at every blip or mess up, you're literally creating data points that give you data, that give you data on what are my triggers? What are my cues? Oh gosh, Friday nights, that's something that's a problem. I noticed the last few Fridays I've eaten off plan. What what needs to change or shift here? And the evaluations in the portal are one of the best ways that you can evaluate what's happening and for you to understand this. Because if you're, if you're blipping or messing up the same time each week, that is worthy of investigation and it's worthy of bringing that data to your coach so that they can help you create, they can help you understand what's happening. Because if you can understand what's happening, why it's happening, what could happen instead, that's what creates lifelong change. It's not just collecting the data. You got to collect it and you got to analyze it, right? Okay. The third thing is to stay connected to your goal, right? And that is knowing what your goal is. And for those of you who've been on the five and one for a while, like a month or so, it is worth going back to element one and element two, resetting, readjusting, and what's your goal now? I don't know about y'all, but I did my client support this week and I talked to several new clients who lost over 10 pounds in their first few weeks or month. And they originally wanted to lose like 40 pounds, but now they are speaking a different tune. Their goal has changed because their belief in what's possible has changed. And that has probably happened for you guys as well. Maybe your belief has changed for the better, or maybe it has changed like lower because you're starting to lose trust, right? It is always worthy of reevaluating your goal to see where you're at. All right. So stay connected to the goal. And then the last thing that I'll share is you must, I'm using the word must, it's a strong word. You must come to the group page, to the group community page, and continue to create belief that the program works. Because your brain, again, is going to tell you, don't do that. I'd rather go like out to dinner tonight. Or, um, I mean, your, our brains, our brains tell us 60,000 things every day. Most of it is lies. And most of it is recycled from the day before. 
So you must grow belief that the program works. And the only way, the best way to do that is checking in on the community, cheering your your friends, your family, your community on, making some friends in there, watching this work. I see Kasha on my screen. She lost 50 pounds four years ago and has kept it off. Like you must continue to create the evidence that this works. And if it's not working, ask yourself, why am I working? Because the science of the program is remarkable. It's impossible for you to not lose weight if you're following the five and one. It's just that we're human and we mess it up, right? And that's okay. There's gonna be some blips. But those are my four, five tips for how to start and not stop. Expecting that there will be blips, really defining what that means and then moving through it. Yeah. Who has questions or would like some coaching around that? Does any thoughts or energy come up for anyone? I'm checking the check in the chat. Yeah, I love that. Kasha said I originally wanted to lose 30 pounds, but I ended up losing 50. <laughs> right? The belief is a is a big thing. And when you're in high levels of belief, your brain um, tells you different stories. It's pretty crazy the psychology of it. And I'm not talking toxic positivity because some days just suck. And I would dare say that those days are really great days to get into the community and really cheer other people on who are finding success. And just because they're finding success doesn't mean that they're perfect all the time, right? It's fun to share the success. It's a little harder to share when we don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And Patty, I'd love, um, Oh, what's up Kels? Patty, if you want, do you want to raise your hand or you can type it in the chat? What's up Kelsey? Hey, I was just uh, thinking back to, um, what Chris posted the other day, our friend Chris about how hard it is to, um, restart versus your very first time. I'm about to do that next week and I've done it before and it's so much harder to restart. Mm-hmm. instead of doing it the first time. And I'm, what would you say to somebody struggling with that? Yeah. Well, what would I say to you? It sounds like you're struggling with that. Well, I think just because it's true. <laughs> it's so true. And I'm not sure why. Well, if you had to guess, why do you, th- why do you think your brain's triggering you and telling you that it's hard? I think maybe... Like maybe I think I can find um, shortcuts or because <laughs> I know the program so well, maybe that mm-hmm. like, oh, a little extra of this, a little extra of that. I don't necessarily need to do that. And I know <laughs> that yeah. my results don't come when I do that. But well, is your brain already kind of offering you that? Like, are, I are think you- so. Well, let me ask you this. Do you want to do the five and one? 
I do. I, I like the structure. It's fast and it's easy. Mm -hmm. And, um, the energy I could really use right now (laughs) with the new little person. Yeah. And so I would really spend some time on what's in it for you. Why is it worth doing the five and one? Because for those of you guys listening who might not know, Kelsey just has a brand new baby. Um, you could do one of the less structured programs, right? Um, like the three and three or one of the nursing moms, um, or even a four and two. So there's a lot of different options for you to have structure, but I also know that the five and one's pretty great, especially when you have a a little one, because you don't have to get up and down and cook and everything. But I would say, Kelsey, your brain isn't believing you and it's offering resistance. So your work is to spend time really helping your brain believe why it's worth it and what's in it for you and getting really, really clear on your why, because right now it sounds to me, like maybe you're working from willpower, um, or from motivation, like you're motivated to lose weight and the, you know, the baby weight, but it really has to come from within, which sounds like so deep, but I I don't mean it like that, but there has to be some type of intrinsic motivation for why it's worth it. Yeah. That's a great idea actually, because I'm pretty unclear (laughs) other than, you know, I feel like crap right now, but, um, and I know that it works. And so, yeah, I think I just maybe need to like, like you said, go back to element one and two and rewrite because it's going to be different this time than it was two years ago. So great idea. Thank you. Yeah. And get super clear. Why is it worth it? What's in it for me? And even for you guys listening, I think it's important to come back to that pretty regularly because the reasons why you're fighting are always going to change. In fact, you know, maybe your size eights or your size twelves don't fit. And then after your own program for a week, they do. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm good, but it's not your original goal. You just relieved the pressure of why you were fighting for it, but you didn't continue to create real true health. So relieving pressure of that immediate goal and actually reaching goals are two very different things. Good job, Kelsey. Yeah. And Patty, did you have a question also? Yeah. What's going on? Um, the last week has been full of anxiety. <laughs> and so I have the alarm set on my phone. When they go off, I've been busy. I, I shut the alarm off, come back in and I forget to eat. So I miss my time. Um, so then I just tried to get back on my schedule with the next one. Should I have eaten when I remembered? Or does that throw your whole schedule off? Because yeah. I don't want to eat so late at night, go to bed with a really full stomach. Mm-hmm. So I try to stop by 630. But I know it just, the I missed several fuelings during about four days. Oh, is that pretty common for you, Patty? Like no, that anxiety? No. <laughs> okay. So you're in a season yeah. right now. Anxiety, yes. Anxiety, yes. But missing my fuelings, no. Okay. Well, I would say that, um, number one, who is your health coach in the community? Carla. 
Okay. I would say one, like really the source of where it's coming from, the anxiety, I would recommend filling out one of the evaluations and getting really clear on what's happening and what's missing, because I think some coaching on uh, surrounding that will really give you power because I can help you with the technical part of it of just eat as soon as you remember. That's the, okay. that's the answer. Okay. The real answer is why is that happening and how can you get to the bottom of why it's happening so that you can show up well for yourself and for your goals. And so I would say for sure to spend time in that evaluation because the anxiety when you're at your healthiest weight, it's still not going to go away if you aren't doing this triggering work right now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's hunting season and it's kids. So, yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, it's when they're out in the wilderness and, you know, you don't hear from them, you know, so then, like I said, I get sidetracked with the grandkids and the animals. And then yeah. I, I just didn't put myself first. It just went by the wayside. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's okay to go ahead and just eat as soon as I remember. Yeah. And, and then, then continue with my normal schedule. Yep. Yep. And so then an hour. Yeah. So what you would do, we had a little bit of delay there. Sorry. Um, what I, what I would say to do is eat as soon as you remember, and then you would reset your clock. And if, if it goes too long, then you would eat every two hours because you can eat every two to three hours. But before all of that, again, spend some time really in your thoughts and energy so that, um, you can come up with a solution that'll serve you for life. Yeah. Thank you. Know. So easy to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Great question. All right, you guys, I'm going to circle back to the announcements and we're going to hop off. Um, the holiday guide is going to come out Thanksgiving, Christmas recipes. We're going to be literally throwing down so many workshops this season. I'm so excited for it. Um, and so, yes, you can invite your friends. You want to get them into our sister coach page. It's the Align um, health, mind, and body, ask your coach, and we're going to be serving you and helping you understand how to get people in. We have a new podcast. If you haven't gotten the podcast downloaded, you can now listen to that replay in your ears. Um, we have an anonymous form that you can send in any coaching questions. It comes right into the master coaches inboxes, and we can answer those anonymously on the, on the coaching call here, or we can ask you to come off mute. You get to decide on that form. Every Wednesday and every Sunday, we have group calls. Wednesday nights, we have a group health assessment. So for your friends and family who are asking, get together with your coach. You can share the link and invite like your mama and your daddy or your sister or your cousin, whoever's asking to come listen in and they can get hooked up with your health coach and in our community. And then the last one is on Sundays, we do a group call about what it would look like if you wanted to help a few friends and family. And you're welcome to come listen in on that. This season, new coaches are making 606 bucks when they help their first five people. And I think that's pretty cool and would probably help most of us with Christmas gifts, right? All right. You guys are amazing. Have a fabulous week. I'll see you in the community and have a good night or day. (laughs) Bye y'all.